Diego, what's going on, brother? What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Dude, thank you for being on the show. Uh, you're like the third person I've had from uh, the band, so it's really an honor. I was a little jealous, especially with Aru getting to eat all those wings. Dude, Aru loved those wings so much that we joke about that. We're like, maybe this is the best wings you can ever get. You know? Maybe. I, I don't know. I still have yet to uh, try them out, so I'll, I hope to be one of the judges someday. You know, we're going to do some um, more interviews in person next year. Okay. And I promise you, man, like if we ever like connect, I will bring you those wings, you know. <laughs> sure. Of course, we got to film it, though. <laughs> sure, man. The, the spicier, the better. Can you handle spicy? You, you know, like I want to say absolutely, but I, I'm pretty scared. I, maybe. Would you be on Hot Ones? Like, you know, the I show? I would totally do it. I love that. Uh, Me too. I, that I would totally do it. Would you do the 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 bomb or whatever? Is that how they say it? The bomb. I'll try it, man. I've 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 eaten some ridiculously spicy things. I love spicy. So to me, uh, you know, my spicy is really high tolerance for most people. Um, so you know, for example, Stephen in the band, you know, ketchup is spicy to him. He can't <laughs> handle he can't handle the heat, you know. But like for me. When I when people ask me is it spicy and I say eh they kind of like second guess like well okay you know he he his tolerance is too high but if yeah. I say something spicy they're like okay I'm gonna stay away from that <laughs> okay so d did you ever do the like the one chip challenge and all all that stuff you know when it was popular? I don't know if you follow the band on on, on TikTok but I, uh, I may yeah 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 we did the one chip challenge and dude we just took one chip <laughs> and we broke it into five pieces. And it was me, Stephen, Aru, Fern. And I want to say there was someone else involved too. Uh, but uh, yeah, we did it. And dude, it was we're supposed to eat the whole shit. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, just yeah. That's broken and we wore gloves and everything to make sure we didn't get in our fingers. And <laughs> dude, I, like I said, Stephen, he he couldn't handle it. He ran to the refrigerator. He grabbed a, a pint of half and half, hugged it. <laughs> And like flew out of the bus, and we didn't see him for like 30 45 minutes. <laughs> and we're like, Where's Steven? He came back just crying, and he's like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> we're heading out uh, in like 10 days, I think, with Fear Factory and Lacuna Coil. And I think there's a new chip challenge out there that we're definitely going to film it again. Oh, see, yeah. He's not a part of it. So I got to get a couple other. <laughs> he's not a part of it. That's so nah, funny. Nah. Or, yeah. Could yeah, you imagine so if Stephen ate the whole chip? You know, like we'd probably have to take him to the hospital. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, yeah, that's cool that you uh, you guys are about to go on tour. Uh, you said Fear Factory, right? Yeah, we're starting out with uh, a few dates, uh, main supporting Fear Factory. And then us and Fear Factory link up with Lacuna Coil. I uh, think like. Uh, five or six days after um, right we do uh, another tour with uh, Lacuna Coil. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm in Georgia, as you know, and, and the Lacuna Coil is going to be there, but man, I wish like, I and I want to see both, but I would love if Fear Factory would tag along, you know, on the, I, yeah, maybe I, there may be on the Atlanta show. I don't, maybe I'm getting that wrong. I don't know, but I'm really be, looking forward to it. Here. I'm just checking the schedule real quick. Hey, there you go. I should have been more prepared. <laughs> Dude. It's going to be Lacuna Coil for your factory and us at the Masquerade on the 13th. That's amazing. So I'm expecting you to see you there. And, Absolutely. Uh, a handful of wings. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I have to. Now I have to. Uh, yeah, have to hey, do it now. Let's do the, the chit challenge with you. I'll do it, man. Yeah, let's yeah. Let's go. Let's go. All right, cool, man. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> got another on me. Look, I'm talking a big game, like, but you know, when when you're into spicy foods and stuff on the on the bus, isn't that kind of risky because you can't do the number, you know, only number ones, no number twos, you know? Yeah, like, no number twos, man. Um, you know what? Uh, I've never had that problem, and I'm gonna. Knock on wood right now. I've never <laughs> had that problem. Um, I don't know anybody who's had that problem. Uh, so it doesn't, I don't really fear it. So yeah, much, yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> you know, some of the guys, maybe the day after is not so pleasant, but I mean, thankfully I was blessed with an iron gut and yeah. uh, never been an issue. Did you, um, you know, speaking of Fear Factory, I, I grew up loving them. Did you grow up like, were you, everybody loves Fear Factory, right? I mean, were you yeah. a fan of them back in the day? Totally, man. Totally. I I always say, if it weren't for Fear Factory, man, we wouldn't have bands like Corn or, or Biscuit back in the day. They they predate them, you know. Dino, yeah. there'd be no gent, put it that way, without Fear Factory. And that's just my stupid opinion. You know, it means nothing to anybody but me. No, uh, I agree. You know, and, and, and Fear Factory, man, they were real predecessors in, in that sound. You know, mixing the melodic with the, the super heavy, and you know, the really uh, mechanical drums and stuff like that, like. It, without Fear Factory, you know, we wouldn't have a lot of the music we have today. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I agree 100%. And it's wild that, you know, Ross Robinson was, like, working with them. By, or I, I think he worked on the first album, which is kind of weird yeah. to think about that early on. But, yeah, this early um, Fear Factory stuff was definitely huge back in the day. Totally, um, man. I mean, what what I bands were you in? That right hand, you know, going as fast as it was. Oh, yeah? So it's that right hand, right? So everybody says James Hetfield. So who's like the best right hand? And uh, to me, Metallica is like in its own realm. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Oh, so right. I, it's yeah. kind of like hundred percent discussion. We went to see Metallica uh, here in LA both nights, and uh, I was just like, man, there there will never ever be another band like Metallica that just uh, you know achieves that threshold of just amazing songs. And for as long as they've been doing it, too, you know, so it's like an untouchable thing. So they're in their own echelon. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I think I saw a roof, a, a pitch, uh, a post pictures of you guys there. Yeah, so, but you're with them, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. And it was cool, you know, being there with him. You know, Aru's been, you know, a mentor, a, a best friend to me, and you know, sharing these things with Aru is really special, really cool. You know, that we, him, him, and I have been doing it so long together. Did you um? Did he connect with you like when you guys got together like in the in the earlier days, or maybe um, in the early two thousand days? He basically, kind of just like took me under his wing and really taught me the ropes, you know. And um, through thick and thin, you know, he and I have always been you know by each other's side. And you know, even in the, the previous band, it was you know days off in Europe, and we'd be out sightseeing and enjoying being you know in whatever part of the world we were at the time. You know, because touring internationally, you know, you don't you don't always get the opportunity to check out the sites and to experience, you know, these different countries, different cultures. Aru and I always made a, a point to go out, and even if it was just to like go go grab a beer at a pub, mm -hmm. or you know, grab dinner somewhere, it didn't always have to be sightseeing. But there's always a, at least some kind of an experience that we tried to share. Yeah, that's cool. I think I've heard Aru talk about. I could be wrong, but are, are you guys like big 
James Bond fans or something? Oh, like, yeah. You, yeah, you listen to it on Huge. the bus or something? Or watch yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a James Bond tattoos on my fingers, uh, Martinis, Girls, and Guns. <laughs> oh, that's... So which is the best, like, James Bond... What What's your favorite one of all of them? Is that too hard to pick? Man, I mean... What's your go-to? My go-to... Man, I think I'm in love with the Daniel Craig saga, you know. So uh, Skyfall is one of my favorites. Um, oh, cool. You know, and if I'm going to go older, you know, I'm going to go with like, um, uh, shoot, man, License to Kill is great. Um, and even if I'm going to go older than that, you know, I'll go Goldfinger, Thunderball. Not Goldfinger. I can't remember. <laughs> that sounds like Austin Powers movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Yeah, man, I, I gotta check it out. Like, I missed, I missed a lot of that. So I'll check out uh, Goldeneye. Yeah, and Goldfinger too. You know, Goldfinger. <laughs> that's a band too, right? It is. That's what I was like. Goldfinger. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I was watching you guys on YouTube on the Whiskey A Go Go show. Yeah. How cool was that? I'm playing there. I mean, if, was that your was that your first time playing there, or did you play there back in the day? Oh, we we played there back in the day, but even. Even so, man, you you kind of have to just sit and like appreciate that this is the stage that so many icons have stepped on, you know, and not taking it for granted because I mean, especially in, in LA, you know, there's not a lot of clubs anymore to play live music, but at least there's still the whiskey, you know, and I feel like myself, like I've grown up in that club, you know, I, I grew up going there, you know, hanging around outside. Back in the day, you know, handing out demos or just trying to meet people, sneaking into shows, getting to know the crew, getting into shows, you know. So I just spent so much of my youth there that it's got a special place in, in my heart for sure. And, uh, you know, again, the there are places to play in L.A., but not really in Hollywood, mm -hmm. you know, and, and especially of a, a size where, you know, one night you can see a special unknown show and you know Motley Cruz can play there and oh, yeah. then you know you'll you'll get like the the national acts coming through there you know so it's like the size it's like the perfect size club where it's not going to look like there's not a lot of people there but it's also not overbearing where you're shoulder to shoulder and can't move in there you know right. so it's a it's a cool place to play and I'm glad that a lot of people still today are like, oh, my God, I get to play the whiskey, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, could you imagine, like, being young and handing out demos, be like, I'm going to play on the whiskey, and then it's going to be on the worldwide web. Everybody can see it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's such a trip. Yeah, I, I mean, and then you're, like, you're sitting in the green room, and you're like, wow, man, like, Jimi Hendrix was here at one point. You know, Jim Morrison was here at one point, you know? Uh, oh, that's nuts. It, it is a lot to take into into your thoughts, and then, you know, like I said, we we forget about that kind of stuff, you know. So I don't take it for granted. I played it quite a few times, and uh, I still enjoy going there. When you said when you were younger and you were handing out demo tapes, do you collect? I mean, do you still have some of this old stuff? I mean, were you like a hoarder with old? No, no. Even now, like it's like a it's like a weird battle i have in my head of getting rid of old stuff you know like I, I try to have this rule that i haven't looked at it touched it used it in you know a year i probably don't need it you know uh, so either i need to give it away 
sell it or trash it, depending on what it is. Wow. So and I know it's, it's bad for me, but I have gotten rid of a ton of stuff. Like I've, I've literally like thrown boxes of things without even looking at it just because like, I don't know what's in here. So I don't need it. They're oh like, man. It's like a surprise you know? box of, of, yeah. You should yeah, put people I, on like the mailing list. Like, Hey guys, this is a box of, I don't know what, you know, like how much you want to bid on it. Cause I'll send it to you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's in here. Could be good, <laughs> could be bad, could be trash. <laughs> did you did you ever play at like the Viper Room? I always say that place is never, cool. Never played there. No, uh -oh. saw a cool there. Don't remember who was there when I saw them, but uh, I, I I've been in there a handful of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was never really like, even though it's like across from from the whiskey. I was never really uh, you know a Viper Room guy. Okay, yeah. That's interesting because I've never been to either one of them, so I don't know if there's like a scene okay. like like certain bands play here and, and other bands uh, play here. Right there, I don't I don't have a clear answer for you on that. <laughs> uh, you know, I've got some of your merch here, and I want to say you guys have the best merch. And I, I was that guy that bought like four or five pair of shorts because I was so stoked to the point where I was probably had too many drinks and I started handing out your lines at the gate. Shorts. I was pretty proud of that man that night, baby. Dude, Look at that. I love yeah. those shorts. And my, yeah, my right. Hates them. She hates when I wear basketball shorts. Why is that? She hates them. She thinks they're gross. <laughs> I guess it's like my. It'd be like I hate Birkenstock sandals. So yeah, that's yeah, right. Me too. I'm I'm on that list. Yeah. Yeah. No. Keep them out of here, man. <laughs> Throw them back in the closet. Put some shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably great for being on tour though so comfortable you know you know what we uh i got everybody to wear the uh the adidas uh adelettes the the crocs that adidas makes i didn't know adidas um, make crocs that's in that's they're in like crazy. Crocs, but they don't have the you know what, what they call it the uh, four-wheel drive uh, <laughs> okay, oh, the little flap yeah uh, I don't... yeah it's just, just kind of like a clog but i got everybody on those and those are the most comfortable all right well crocs. i'm gonna buy one then uh, buy a pair then that sounds awesome Get the pink ones, man. I got the pink ones and the white ones. <laughs> okay, yeah, I may go with the white ones, but I could do pink, you know. Either way, <laughs> gotta rock the pink, <laughs> man. Well, while we're talking about merch, because I, I I got this sweet package of all your stuff or some of your stuff, and we got the shirt here. Oh, which, you got the uh, the, the, the package. Yeah. Yes, I almost wore this, um, and I was like, "Do you wear a band shirt at the show? Do you wear a band shirt at the interview?" I was like, "Ah, I won't wear it. I'll just hold it up." But what's up with the um the alternate like there's two there's two covers yeah so w what's the story behind this did you guys have two different album covers you couldn't decide on or um you know it, it was it was an idea that i had uh right in the inception of the artwork because the photo shoot was so cool and like the imagery in my opinion like it was so stellar and it, it not just that it was hard to choose but it would, to me, I thought it'd be really cool to have the main album artwork and then to offer uh, a, you know, a limited edition alternate cover. And yes. that's because I, I, I do like to collect things. Like I collect books, I collect Star Wars figures, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I thought, man, this would be a cool for, for a collector that is really into the band. And when the band pops off, like literally there's only a hundred of them. We didn't print any more than a hundred, never will. Um, and uh, I actually bought one myself because I wanted to make sure I had one. 
But wow. that was it. It was just like the the artwork to me was so cool, and I really wanted something special for like diehard fans to be like, you know, oh, I I own a piece of the band's history. So it's cool that it's actually the debut album that we have the alternate um, cover art for for the album. It's extremely and, cool. And, and actually, the vinyl is also limited, also to three hundred. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you got them too. Oh yeah. Oh, sick, dude! Thank you. Red. Yeah, man. Of oh, course. Looks so good, man. Oh, it looks amazing. Yeah, I dude, the band's extremely proud of it, man. Like, also with the with the cover art, like I really wanted it to have like a like a Renaissance art vibe to it, and so we did the photography, and then the graphic artist really did a good job of making it look like a, like an actual Renaissance painting. You did great. I love the back too. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you. Is it hard making vinyl now? Because it, does it take forever? I know Metallica has their own press that they can do yeah. whatever. So, okay, here's a little bit of, of truth, uh, and it's finally going to be exposed. Part of the reason why uh, it took so long for the album to come out is for the vinyl. <laughs> we didn't want to release the album without the vinyl. And we didn't want to be like, hey, here's the album, buy the vinyl, you know, eight months later. Uh, we really had to, we were calling around the country trying to see who had uh, or how long the waiting list was. And it finally got to the point where, um, uh, trying to remember the name of the company, uh, Hand Drawn Records, I believe. They were like, oh, okay, we're, we're down to eight weeks. And we're like, put us in, put us in the queue. And, you know, our, our, our manager, Jonathan, you know, handled all of that. And then that's when we knew, okay, we will have the, the physical vinyls in hand this date. And, uh, you know, this will be the release date of the record now. And we finally have a date that we can, you know, finally put out, you know, the excuses we cannot make, which almost got ruined at the very, very end because we got an email saying, hey, the vinyl's not ready yet. And we're like, we've already been pre-selling. We've already been telling people this is when it comes out. And they made it happen also. Something happened and, and thank God that they, I don't know if they, they rushed it or whatever, but it was able to be mailed out like a couple days later after the album dropped. If that doesn't give you like gray hair, you know, like what does, you know, that's oh, so man. stressful. Oh yeah. It's coming in right here, man. It's starting to come in. It's got to fit me too. That's where I get it from. Yeah. Same place. Yeah. Not on top. Just yeah. right, right there. Oh, yeah. This is fine. It's coming in right here. Yeah. We're about, we're maybe the same age. Maybe I, I was born in 80. Oh, me too. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. We see. There we go, man. Maybe it just starts here and it, it starts going. Not happy about it, but you know, <laughs> there'll there'll come a point where you got to just accept it and then rock it. I I think I'll accept. It. Yeah, at least we have hair, right? You know. Yeah, I uh, good. <laughs> I love the dreads, by the way. Like Thanks. I'm such a dread. I'm like, why did Chino cut them off back in the day? Like that really bummed me out when uh, when I saw you know around the fur came out. I was like, where's the dreads? I love his dreads, you know. Is that weird? I don't know. I'm a Drake I fan. I imagine myself without them at this point. I, I thought about cutting them off, and I figured that when I get serious about cutting them off, like I'll know. And so whenever I start thinking like I'm ready to cut them off, like I'll have a dream that I cut them off and I hate it. And I wake <laughs> up, I still have them. We're good. So then that tells me I'm not ready to let them go. Dude, so that's I guess a sign. Yeah. When I have a dream that says, you know, I feel good about it. That's the day I'll chop them off. They look so good on stage. Like, do you, um, cause yours are super long. And I always think Elias from Nonpoint. I mean, I wonder if there's like some kind of competition. Like, can we, Shadows Fall had the dude had super long dreads. Yeah. 
yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know how long you want yours to get. You know what I mean? Um, I think mine are well, they're past my waist, but I think mine are at the point where they're kind of like fraying at the ends, and they'll like little bits will break off. I'm not sure if I can get them longer than where they're at now. Oh yeah, um, you just got to tap mean, out. They're still super thick, but you know, I mean, they're 20 years old. I think <laughs> so. You know, there's gonna be some damage at the ends. Um, when you guys put out the vinyl, I love that bands are also, and you can make fun of every, you know, this, I, I love cassettes cause I grew up buying cassette tapes and I'm so glad they're back. Yeah. When you guys were doing the round table or whatever, did you guys ever like, maybe we should do a cassette tape or nah, um, I just, a lot of yeah, bands are doing that now. It was like a little brief conversation, but I, I think that the vinyl is just much more, uh, what's the word I'm looking at? it's just more popular people are really looking at it because they become collector's items people without uh, vinyl players are buying them you know and um also since we're you know an independent band we have to look at cost effectiveness as mm -hmm. well and uh it was just like vinyl itself is pretty you know expensive for a, an independent man to make on their own so to throw in an extra expense you know and then maybe not see the, the sales results that we're looking for we'd rather Go with the shore bet. Yeah, that's that's a good point. When you guys are on tour, do you sell a lot of vinyl at the show? Uh the next tour will be the first tour we actually have the vinyl. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um actually we're so well actually we might not even have that many vinyl left because like I said, we, we printed three hundred and that's also gonna be an exclusive three hundred run. So I got. I got to find out. There, I know there's less than a hundred vinyl left, and they're at our uh, fulfillment center in Texas. So I got to get on that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That I mean, that's a good problem to have. You're gonna be all out it of it. Is. it is. I want to. That that's making me want to bring my vinyl next time I see you guys and get you to sign it. That's my goal. You know, dude, please. We'd I have zero to... wall space, but I'm gonna frame it and then you know. <laughs> Thank you for supporting. No, no, it's great. I saw you guys in Atlanta when um, you were on tour with. Uh, what, what's yeah. her name yes yes how was that that was awesome dude i i always tell people like that was like one of the easiest tours i've ever done like it was literally like neatest crew was was very professional and you know we'd show up set up and play like there was never drama there was never any issues you know it, it was just a really smooth tour the promoters were happy the crowds are good Nita was really nice to us. Um, you know, the whole band and their crew was just, you know, overwhelmingly friendly, went out of their way to, to help us out. And, you know, we're, we're veterans, so we know what to do. We know when we're supposed to show up. But still to have, you know, that kindness stretched out to us, it, that goes a long way with anybody. You know, so just so, super smooth, super easy. Oh, 100%. Did she ever, like, did you guys ever, like, hang out with her and get to hear, like, stories of, like, of Alice Cooper? Did, and she was a guitar player. For yeah, him yeah, at one yeah. point, right? Did she ever like? No, uh, she's she's a busy, busy woman. Like, if she yeah. wasn't club, she was doing uh, radio interviews. You know, she had her VIP uh, hangouts, which man, she killed it at VIP. She's got a devoted fan base. So, I mean, we would get to like hang out and exchange, you know, words every now and then. But she's a busy girl. You know, good for her, and and we're happy that she is that busy. That probably helps you guys out too. You're opening to a new crowd, you know. People 100%. may that not even ever heard of you and they're just uh, there to see her. That was one of the coolest comments we heard literally no exaggeration every night was Hey, we didn't know who you guys were, but we're fans now. 
and they would come up and buy the merch. The pre-sales of the records, you know, did great. We were lucky that, you know, we hit Billboard as an independent artist. And uh, that type wow. of tour are the kinds of tours that we really like to do, enjoy doing, because, again, you know, it's a strategic thing. You know, yeah, it does open us up to a new fan base. Dude, you know, so, yeah, Billboard. Of, yeah. Billboard on your debut album. I mean, that's, that's crazy. I, I was shocked. Uh, we were super stoked. Um you know, and a lot of hard work went into that. Not you know, not just the band, but our, our team, our management team, our our booking agents. You know, our, our PR. Everything had to work simultaneously for us to even scratch that. I love like it, you mentioned teams. Like, you, or you definitely got a great team behind you. Thinking about all these, I was writing all the the videos you guys done. I mean, you, you've done probably maybe even half the album of videos that are out. Yeah. I don't know, four, five, maybe five or six. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's six. That that's that's wild. I mean, that's you know half the album or whatever. Maybe. Yeah. That's a, that's a good push. Are you guys into making videos, or is this something? Is it daunting, or or do you look forward to them? Uh you know, there, there's parts of it that can be pretty daunting. Um, we enjoy it. Uh, we try to we try to have as you know much fun as possible. Um, I remember the, the find my way shoot with, uh, Tatiana, that was like an all day, all night shoot. We were exhausted, you know, um, by the end of the night, I think we got out of there at like two in the morning and that was getting there, you know, earlier in the day before noon to start setting up, waiting for the, uh, the pyrotechnicians to come show up, you know, last minute permitting to even have the fire um you know uh people flying in flights getting delayed uh tatiana was kind enough to join us for the uh the video um i remember yeah we, we finished it by around two in the morning we were shot completely exhausted and then i felt horrible because our, our video team still had to stick around and clean up the, the scene and you know we dipped out and i was like <laughs> old, uh, Vicente, who's our uh, video guy and uh, i was like dude i'm so sorry we split He's like, oh, it's all good. You know, oh, it's understandable. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're we're shot though. That's that amazing was... that you did all that in one day. You know, like, yeah, you're talking yeah. about having people show up and, and bring all like the fire permit, and you know, it in one day that that that's that sounds. Insane. We have to we have to make the most of our time and, and resources. You know, again, being independent. You know, the old saying, "Time is money." You know, yeah. we're going over. Over time, that means we got to shell out more money, you know, for the uh, location, for the techs, you know, for the crew, you know, um, and also our, our time. You know, we all, we all got stuff to, to get taken care of, you know, a couple of us own businesses and we got to get back to work ourselves, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the time is money. So we got to make sure we use it as wisely as possible. Have you ever, have you guys done, I know some bands do the multiple videos in one day. Do you, have you guys done that before? You... Um, so Bed of Nails and Scapegoat, I think were done in one day. Both of them were done in one day. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was questioning whether it, done, whether it was done in two days, one video each day. But I want to say that both of them were filmed in one day. Pretty, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a long day for sure. I love when seeing you guys play live though. I love like um what do you guys open with? Is it scapegoat? 
Or, no, it, he opened like, uh, with Not Even Human. Yeah, man, that is such a killer song. Thanks. Um, do you ever get tired of playing that as the opening song? Because you can see everybody just kind of getting into it. I mean, it's it's kind of hard not to no, you know, kind of bob your head to that one, you know? I don't think we're tired of it. I mean, we've only got this catalog right now anyway, so it's kind of like it feels like a natural show opener right now. You know, I'm sure as you know, we release more music in the future, you know, then the conversation of should we still open with humans? Should we open with something else? And actually, right now, I'm remembering that Scapegoat and uh, Better Nails was in two days. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. That's that's good. That seems uh, like a really long day, too, by the way. Having yeah, yeah. Two, two, two videos in one day. Yeah. What's your, um, you know, with this small catalog right now that you guys are doing uh, live, what do you have like a favorite song that you, never gets old to you playing live? Like, you kind of look forward to is there one track in particular I, I like one song? right now i'm really loving playing all of them um again we're we're brand new and i think because we are like clawing scratching for every you know single one of our new fans that every night is an opportunity to really turn somebody on to the band and you know change their their views if they're old fans to be like, well, why aren't you guys doing what you guys used to? You know, it's like, well, we're doing this now. And so far, no one has complained that we don't sound like we used to. And yeah. uh, they, they like the evolution of us three and now, you know, with our other two band members. I 100% think it's evolution. And I can't wait. Um, you know, I, I think I heard Aru talking about, like, you guys are already working on new material. Maybe Christian mentioned that to me as well. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting, dude. You're supposed to keep that quiet, but hey, man, I can cut it out. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all in the, you know, right, right now it's on the the inception stages right now. <laughs> That's kind of. But it's hard. Good. It's also hard as a musician to not work on music. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, even, you know, even while we're recording, we're like, oh, this might be good in the future. It's gonna write that down. You know. <laughs> who does? Here. Who um, does most of like the riffs? Like, uh, I mean, do you guys? You and like trade off on on writing material i mean is there a key songwriter everybody everybody brings in ideas our our producer kyle adele is uh, very very uh gracious to help us out as well and bring in material on his, himself as well um he pushes us really hard he's quite frank with us at times and we got to suck it up and uh you know kill the ego and and, and believe what he's telling us because it, 99.9% of the time, he's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, what's that like when you're like, you come up with something really cool, and you're like, what do you think? And he's like, not so much. You know, that's yeah. Tough. It's uh, the first time was just very like, you know, <laughs> biting my tongue. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and uh, I was, I think the first uh, record, I was just like spitting riffs and spitting riffs and spitting riffs. And then he'd be like, yeah, like you just said, like, no, not so much. Like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool maybe we should change this and, you know again it's about squashing the ego and i i always have the best intentions for the music and uh, i'm open to critiques and criticisms um you know i'm not the type of person that's like it's got to be this way or no way you know i'm not a i don't write you know million dollar hits you know just yet so i'm <laughs> uh open to any and all suggestions especially when someone is much more successful than I am. 
Yeah. Do, you, do you, are you open as much to the bass player and drummer or so much, or do you? Oh, you, absolutely. So, everybody's got everybody's got an opinion. It's all yeah. valid. I saw your yeah. bass player, Stephen. He he looks so cool up there, man. He was in. What was he in a band back in the day with Tommy Vex? I, I like um, I'm trying to remember what band he was from, and I can cut this yeah, out. It was a band called Westfield Massacre. Yeah. That's Wait. it. I saw them open for Seven Dust back in the day. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think that might have been one of his first tours. Oh, Ever. really? I think so. I don't know. I could be wrong. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, of all the bands, like even back from El Nino and what you're doing now, is there like any bands back in the day that like, were your favorite bands to? To be on the on the road with, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Um, I guess just every tour in itself has something you know memorable to take away from. And if there was, uh, even if it was maybe like a negative thing, you know, I try and take every. I try and take every situation as a learning uh, experience and, and take something away from it to either be better at or be more like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Uh, that That's really cool. And, and another touring question I have to ask is how do you guys get along on, I don't know how you tour, like if you guys are on a van or a bus, but I mean, I guess you guys had to set <laughs> boundaries or like you just pop in your headphones, but how do you stay around somebody in close Closeness all the time, for lack of a yeah. word. I mean, well, you know, we, we got to respect each other's personal space. Yes. Not really a lot of it. Um, You know, uh, when you're on tour for a very long time, you know, those lines get blurred just because of either ignorance or you're just trying to create a, a little bit of drama on purpose to have some fun. <laughs> um, usually it has to do with bodily functions. <laughs> and uh, someone yeah. who will remain unnamed is usually the uh, culprit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he gets yelled at quite a bit about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you got to respect personal space, man. And, and we're lucky enough that we're traveling in a bandwagon, you know. Um, so if the if your curtains closed in your bunk, you know, respect man space. Don't go in there because he's sleeping, watching TV, doing something that you don't want to see him do anyways. Yeah. So, you know, it, it comes down to that. Also, I mean, it really helps to to work out on tour. You know, oh, I bet. Gym, that really helps out. I mean, there, there's showers there, you know, burn off some calories, feel good about yourself. Um, don't eat each other's food when you're not supposed to. At least ask. You know, we're all kind of like sharing the refrigerator, so got to write your name on everything. And if you're going to be that jerk to eat somebody's food, well, the whole band's going to come after your snacks later. Oh, I bet. Have you seen that YouTube show where they, um, they, they like bus invaders, I think, or something, yeah. something like that? Have, have you ever been on that before? We were a long time. I want to say it was during Mayhem, maybe 2014, I think. I could be wrong. Like, what's the behind the scenes on that? Do they prep you like you're like, all right, we got to clean no, up. No, they a just bit. straight up come in. Like, okay, you know they're coming, but then they just they just come in, and you're like, oh, this is <laughs> this is happening right now. This is uh, where we sleep. This is uh, where we hang. <laughs> you know, the video game for fun. Yeah, they're they just warn you. Hey, we're coming. Well, I mean, obviously they, they get permission from the band first, and then. Yeah, okay, yeah, true. I interview... Some episodes where, like, the band is playing along with a little stick. 
I saw one that was on a like a van, and it was really rough. <laughs> and uh, all respect to the dudes, you know, that really make it happen in a van because I don't think I can do it. Again, you know, just especially getting older, you know. Yeah, especially getting older, and you know, the the patience isn't always there. You know, you you do your legs touching my leg again. You know, <laughs> I don't think I, can, I couldn't handle it, man. Yeah, I've always heard like the first a uh, couple of weeks on tour is kind of like everybody's happy and this, yeah. you know, the, the morale team morale is going up high, but is that, is that true? Like after the first two weeks, then it becomes like the honeymoon's over kind of thing. Yeah. Then you'll notice some people are like hanging out by themselves. Someone yeah. always wakes up really early to find the coffee alone. Someone is always wearing headphones and doesn't want to be bothered. You know, there's the guys who want to just get up and find a shower in a bathroom um, or there's the guys that stay in their bunk as long as possible. Yeah, the, about two three weeks is the the end of the honeymoon, and then everybody goes into their own routines. I sound like all those guys combined in one. Like I want the coffee, I do. I want the shower. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just described me and all those things. That's cool. <laughs> well, as long as we're all not trying to do it, grab the shower at the same time, you know. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Chris, Chris is the one who sleeps in the most because he's resting his voice. Mm. Um, I'm usually up early, but then I go back to bed. Um, and then a couple of the other guys, once they're up, they're up. And they're the ones that are like looking for coffee and uh, you know looking for places to eat and stuff like that. When you get off tour, is it? I've always heard it's weird, like trying to come down from that kind of high. Is that true for you when you when you get off tour? Um, I I think. I think I used to be that way. I, uh, not so much now. I think once once I'm done on the road, like I'm ready to be home. You know, I got my whole routine here with uh, my businesses and stuff like that, my family and my pets and all that. You know, I'm looking forward to coming home. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I used to be like that, like way back in the day. And there would be like the an after tour crash where you're just like, oh, I want to go back out. Because that's what you're just used to. But, I, I, you know, as we're getting older, we got more responsibilities, different things that we got to take care of. So usually a week and a half, you know, two weeks before getting home, I'm already planning what I got to do once I get home. Start, you know, coming up with my schedule and stuff like that. I got you. When you're at home, do you still play guitar every day? Or do you play guitar every day? Like, is, no, even think about it. <laughs> not at all, man. I'll, I'll pick it up here and there. Um, I'm usually just slammed once I get home. You know, yeah. uh, but like now obviously we, we have the tour coming up, so I pick it back up. I start going for my reps and rehearsing on my own here at home. But yeah, if, if I'm gonna be home for an extended time, like I'm not, I'm not playing guitar every day. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Right. Um, do you ever like want to have your own custom guitar, or ever like do you ever have people hitting you up for that? Uh no. Like I see Clint Lowry like with his own. A lot of people. I, that he's just the first one that yeah, came to mind. I don't, I don't. I don't deserve a signature series. Um, I don't think I'd want one, really. Really? Uh, yeah. I'd like a custom guitar. Like, I, I will someday, you know, pay for a custom to be made. But uh, as far as, like, a signature series, I don't think I, I really deserve one. I'm not really breaking any molds. You know, I'm just uh, just a mediocre guitar player. No, nah, man. They, <laughs> people love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who who are some of your influences, like guitar wise? Yeah. 
Dude, I mean, my all-time favorite's always me, Carl Santana. Um, you know, if I'm gonna go into the metal realm, you know, I love Stephen Carpenter. Oh, um yes. I, I love uh yeah, I don't like drawing a blank right now. Oh, Ramon uh from Puya. Oh I think yep. uh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah, you know, he used to he used to live out here in LA, and I'd always chit chat with him. I was trying to coerce him to give me lessons, but then he ended up moving back uh, to Puerto Rico. <laughs> you mentioned um, uh, Stephen Carpenter. Um, I don't know. I, I think you're a part of that acoustic album you guys did. Il, Il Nino did back in the day, and Zombie Eaters. They were doing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was actually my first uh, recording with Vance. Really. Your first entrance into that band was when Chino was, you know, going back and forth with Christian. That's amazing. Yeah. It was cool. It, it was it was a cool experience. Um, you know, going from just some dumb kid to s- suddenly sitting in the recording studio, with, you know, and Chino's there and uh, being a fan of Deftones, you know, it's kind of surreal. You know, trying to take it all in, and then it's over, and then you're like, "Oh, oh, I, I worked with Gino. That was cool." Yeah, that's amazing. I, I wish it was documented or something. I mean, I guess you just gotta go on pure memory. Sure. Like, I'm not gonna forget this moment. <laughs> you know? There's probably videos and pictures out there. Again, like I, being just young and naive and dumb, I didn't, I didn't uh, take any video or pictures myself at the time. Also, it wasn't really. If you think about it, I mean, smartphones weren't that uh, attainable yet. It wasn't like, there were camera phones, obviously, but it wasn't like what we have now, where it's just, you know, it's right there in your pocket. It was still like, you're measuring megapixels, you know, like, oh, this is 1.5 megapixel <laughs> camera phone. You know, now it's, phone cameras are better than DSLRs. You know, it's just amazing how fast technology is racing. And it's sitting right here in your pocket, you know? Yeah, who knew, you know? Yeah. Back then, you're like, it's called MySpace. That's what I have. And like, totally, what? totally. <laughs> but now, I mean, with Lions, I mean, we're documenting everything. Like, yeah. everything has been, you know, documented with photos and videos and stuff. And we're going to continue to do that. Yeah, and with all these distractions, you know, it, um, are you guys – I know a lot of bands want to just keep just doing singles and not releasing a, a new album – it, w- would you guys ever do that? Just start after this is after this cycle's passed, just slowly releasing songs and maybe not albums as a whole. Or well, it gets, I still love the albums. I love like when here getting a full album. Yeah, you know, like I, the vinyl pressing. I feel like it's uh, the industry is, is kind of like turned upside down in that respect, where you know you would drop the album or you would drop two singles and then the album and then you go tour it for a year or, or a year and a half. And I feel like now bands are starting to drop the single and go on tour and then dropping another single and go on tour again. And you have some bands that aren't even releasing albums like uh, Falling Reverse. Yeah, good point. And I feel like that's the new model moving forward. I'm also somebody who loves the, the, the album and the way we did it, you know, releasing singles first was us listening to you know our team saying hey this is the way to do things now you know hearing things like the album is dead you know it's a bummer because i mean we all come from that 
you know, era where you look forward to the album. A band dropped one, two, maybe three singles, and you got the whole thing. Now it's like we dropped six singles, and then we dropped the whole album. And by the time the album was dropped, it's almost like the touring is going to be over, and a band's got to start working on new material because bands are, are keeping so busy, and, you know, there's so much... Uh, there's just so much uh there's only so much bandwidth that we all have exactly it's all we it's so, so much distraction going on yeah so it's like coming home tour like okay guys let's start writing uh more music you know competition is thick and all these bands are coming out with just amazing work you know uh and it's almost like intimidating you know we're we're trying to keep up and bands are just coming out and just smashing you know, you look at a band like uh, Spearbox, how much they've blown up, or even like uh, like Sleep Token, how fast they've blown up. And it's not to say that these bands weren't around for a while. You know, they've been, you know, uh, practicing their craft too, but you know, they're just smashing people over the head with, with stuff. And you know, other bands like A Wage War, Falling in Reverse, you know, they're not holding up. Papa Roach, not holding back. You know, they keep going, 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 going. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if, if we if we hit the pause button, we're gonna get lost in the mix. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and even like dropping this album when we did, I, I was so fearful we would get lost in the mix because there's there's just so much good music being released, and there's just so much competition because not all the music being released is great. Can't be, you know. But there is a ton of great music out. And like I said, the competition is super thick. And if you're not on top of your game, like working together or working with songwriters, the producers, like you're just going to be left behind. Going back to the ego thing, if you're not ready to hear, hey, that's not a great idea. Or that's not, you know, that sounds a little dated, you know. uh, Again, you're going to just get left behind. And that's when I said, like, our producer Kyle's really good at letting us know, like, hey, your your riffing was a little dated, guys. You know, kind of modernize it a little bit. And and not that uh, the album is dated. I feel like it's a real good representation of where Lions at the Gate is going to be moving forward. Whatever comes next is going to be an extension of that. You know, to the you know X degree. Well said. You know, and and that's cool that you. I guess you trust Kyle and what what he's telling you. You got to get to that level of trust. Yeah. Well, when, when when the guy has multiple top ten singles at the same time, <laughs> you know, he's got a he's got a, something to stand, uh, stand on. You know, where's the like, where's the fun? Like, I guess the fun is is playing in front of your fans, right? Because the rest seems kind of daunting, you know, with, with picking out singles and being on the road. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I'm gonna completely give our team, our management, and booking, and everybody involved a lot of props for for helping us do that um you know because you know we all can get attached to a song or or believe that this one might do better than that one and then that's where the new strategy of dropping singles really helps out a band you know because now we're not just like tied to the first two singles now we can keep on going so again like props to our team who really helps us with that and yeah playing in front of our fans is where we you know get the most out of the music, you know, but I, I'm 
I like to think that all of us are really heavily involved in the behind the scenes stuff. You know, whether oh, that's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. All whether it's, you know, proving merch designs, finding designers, talking to, you know, uh, potential, uh, you know, sponsors or, or, or whatever, you know, um, everybody has something to bring to the table and, you know, no idea is a bad idea until it proves itself to be a bad idea. <laughs> well, dude, the the uh, the the shorts that I purchased was a good idea. So that you could just like that was a great I, idea. <laughs> I had always wanted, I've been wanting our own like gym shorts for a long time. Um, and finally, I mean, it was summer, and man, this was a brutal summer. It was right. Yeah, they we they arrived and we saw like how nice they were, and they were champion shorts. We're like, dude, these are sick. And it, would, it was funny because like the entire band and crew would be wearing them at the same time. And, you know, <laughs> people would see us walking into a Walmart. Everybody's wearing the same shorts. And like, <laughs> maybe some of us would be like, nah, man, one big crew. We're walking and taking over a Walmart near you. <laughs> <laughs> was there like one guy that's like, I'm going to wear them tonight on stage. I don't care. Like, or, or was it was a rule like you, you can't wear the shorts on stage, you know? Oh, no, no. I don't think you'd want to wear them on stage. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that's nah, hilarious. I, well, I don't think any of us really wear shorts on stage. No, shorts. yeah, you can. Unless you're anthrax, but they used to wear shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shorts threw me off, man. That That's funny. Um, I, I remember you you coming up and you're like i'll take five of them and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. you like some or he's wasted <laughs> oh no it may be both you know it's a combination of both but you know what the next day i was like i bought five pairs of shorts you know i was pretty happy <laughs> I, I bought the guy behind me a pair <laughs> Dude, and, and actually i was like i was kind of secretly hoping we'd have some left over at the outdoor because i was gonna they're gonna wear out i have my own pair they're gonna wear out i'm gonna want another pair we sold out of the goddamn shorts which is a great problem to have you know, but now it's like we're coming back out in fall, winter. You know, we're not going to be pulling the shorts out again. No sweatpants. No, I, I asked about the sweatpants, and then <laughs> it was cold. Like, sweatpants don't sell. And I was like, all right, bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. Um, I think your front man, uh, Christian, uh, man, I love that dude. And I think he is he, he is an amazing front man. He's full of energy. All you guys are full of energy. What's it like, like, you know, kind of him fronting the band and you're behind him? I mean, he, he has a way of just connecting to the crowd. It's just like, it's yeah, just on fire. I was actually, I was going to say the same thing. I use the same words. It's like, he has this God-given talent of connecting with the crowd. Yeah, and, and he's speaking from the heart. And he doesn't BS the crowd on tour, you know. Uh, he's really just speaking his mind. And it's usually coming from a place of love, you know. Um, granted, you know, even the path we've, we've had frustrating time on stage where maybe, you know, something's not working. You know, every band has those moments where gear's not working correctly. You know, but we make the best of it. But, yeah, you know, for the most part, like, like Christian, 99.9% .9 of the time is always like a positive message, you know, when we're on stage. And, you know, I love seeing him, seeing him get comfortable and get his confidence back and, you know, you know, for, you know, a little bit of time, maybe the, there were some darker times when uh, we didn't all have that same confidence that we do now. And, you know, the times weren't as, as fun as they were. And uh, I think that reflected in how we played and how we carried ourselves. But now it's like, 
we're we're having a, a blast. Uh, this is a very liberating project for us, and we're all just extremely happy to see how this is going, where it's going, and you know, at times it may feel to us or or it may seem to everyone else on the outside that it's going slow, but if we really uh, take our time and look at it, like we're actually moving forward pretty fast, sometimes uh, uncomfortably fast, you know, which is a good problem to have. But uh, nonetheless, you know, we're, we're really, really excited to, to be where we're at, to be doing what we're doing. And again, I'm going to go back to the team, to have the team that we have. You know, it's uh, everything's falling into place. And Stephen and I have this conversation quite a bit. Like everything that has happened up until this point from the past – getting to the inception of the new band, getting to recording, to releasing music, videos, tours, releasing the whole album, hitting Billboard. Those have all been, you know, hard work, dedication, but it's all like the pieces are falling together. That's the best way I can put it. And again, you know, independent band debut album hits Billboard. That's awesome. Amazing. So again, like, thank you. All thanks to to our, our team, our crew, and to my band members. You know, without each one of them, like this is not where it's at now. Wow, man, yeah, that's that's incredible. I feel like you guys are like doing this like brick by brick. And when I saw you guys play at the end of the show, you came out to your merch and uh, yeah. to your merch table, and you're just meeting fans. Are you yeah. guys going to continue doing that? Absolutely. You know, it's like like I said earlier, like we're clawing scratching for every single one of the fans that we can gain that's working it's working yeah you know and and if you know you don't like us you know, give us a little bit of a chance and listen to some more songs you know uh i i love seeing the people who bought the album are leaving comments on social media saying you know like the album didn't, didn't disappoint there's no filler it's all there's good no songs. filler yeah like i don't want you know, I've heard other bands in the past. I've like, oh, you, you know, you write your three great songs and the rest are just filler. Like, why would you waste space and time and money on filler? You know, That's like, a I great point. Great, you know? Yeah. When you guys did this album, did you have any songs you cut from the record that didn't make it? Uh, there's a couple that we cut, but they didn't even get to the point where we put lyrics on them. Um, there was one... Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. It's in my Dropbox somewhere of demos that we got to the point of, okay, Chris, you know, this is the song, you know, let's start writing uh, melodies and, and, and lyrics. And he started writing lyrics and then we started actually recording the vocals, but it just wasn't fitting. It wasn't hitting. And the chorus wasn't matching the, the verse uh, as far as like the riff goes and leading into the chorus. And it was just, becoming more of a headache and becoming a very difficult song and we, i think everybody at that point made the decision like put this one on the back burner for now and let's move on and then the next song that we jumped into was not even human and we finished that one really quick wow that was the next one huh yeah and uh not like as soon as we finished not even human it's funny like i said this is gonna be a great open track like this is gonna be the opening of the record. Having you not knew even, that then when you heard it, yeah, I knew it immediately. Oh yeah, having not even written the other songs, I knew this would be the opening track. You know, uh, yeah. so yeah, there's like a couple songs, and man, some of them didn't even make it out of the demo stage. <laughs> uh, 
I look back at those sometimes, and I'm like, Dang, yikes, man, these are nasty. You know, but I'll save them. <laughs> you know, someday, someday down in the future, like, you know, we might do like a a private listening, like check this really bad demo out. You know? <laughs> check this really bad demo. Do, yeah. do you ever miss like the soundtrack days where you're like, hey, we got this extra song, let's put it on Nightmare versus uh, Jason, yeah, or I don't I know, mean, you know. That's that's a really hard market to crack now. The same yeah, market. but do people still do it? I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm stupid. There's probably <laughs> you know, just like middlemen, just like everything else. Like, oh, yeah, right. On the soundtrack, <laughs> well, you're gonna have to give up X amount of money, and you know you're gonna have to give us this much, or you got to pay to play. Like, yeah, those deals are crazy, man. I'm I'll, I'll let management deal with that, Jonathan. <laughs> You know, he, he, he'll he take care of us. And when those opportunities come, you know, we'll be ready. Well, man, I'm seriously looking forward to seeing you guys in Atlanta for sure on this next tour, man. Um, I can't We're wait. We're going to do the Spicy Chip Challenge. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. I may, like, uh, be like your yeah. bass player. Let me get a little, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll go all in, man. I don't care. I we'll have that, that pint of a half and half ready for you. I may have to film it. You know, that would be awesome. Oh, I'm filming it. You know, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> I got the, the GoPro ready to go, man. We're filming it. <laughs> film me crying at the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> we'll Diego, see if some of the, uh, the other bands involved in it. Some of the guys from Lacuna or Fear Factory. Oh, yeah, dude. You should do it, like, on stage, you know, where people can witness you crying, you know? <laughs> I didn't cry. I didn't cry. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, like, you don't cry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, the three people that cried were Fern, Aru, and Stephen. I was I held it. You're crying at watching people cry. I was crying of laughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, crying for laughter. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for for doing the Zoom interview with me, man. This is thank you for having to me. A lot of fun. A lot of fun too, man. Um, and I look forward to seeing you guys, man. Uh, hey, I'm holding you to it, man. <laughs>